Well, hello there. Fancy meeting you here. My name is Tommy Jones, and this is my podcast. So let's take a few minutes, talk about life, and we will see where we end up. Welcome to Off the Cuff. I'm glad you're here. All right, welcome back to the podcast, everyone. My name is Tommy. As usual, I'm your host here, and it is a pleasure to get to spend this time with you today. Over the last few weeks, we have been going through a conversation regarding kingdom life. And so this conversation sort of centers around having a kingdom view of all the different buckets in your world. So instead of having 52 different buckets and everything's compartmentalized, and you have God over here and you have your job over here, it's all together in one big bucket called God or kingdom. And so we've talked about some different parts of your life. And today I want to talk about one that's pretty important to me. And this is about having a kingdom mindset as it pertains to your work or your job. And and I want to start just by sort of setting a groundwork on this. And then I want to, I don't, I think what I want to do is share with you some areas uh, of difficulty in my job, some areas where I constantly have to remind myself who I'm performing for and what I'm doing. Um, I don't know, and I guess that's twofold. One is uh, to show you that you're not the only person who struggles with your job. You're not the only person who struggles with remembering the importance of what you do. And maybe also just to kind of help you understand a little bit more about what a pastor does, if you're curious. But So let, let's first start with this. Let's start with sort of a, a foundational understanding of why work matters. There's a, a Bible verse, and it's in 1 Corinthians, I think it's 1031, and it says, So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. So this is something we constantly have to remind ourselves that no matter what we are doing, we are doing it for the glory of God. Uh, Guys, I I haven't always been a pastor. I've had other jobs. As a matter of fact, when I was in college, I had lots of jobs um, because I didn't really care, and so I was frequently fired. Uh, One time I went through this season in my life where it felt like I was in the summer of 100 jobs, where it was just job after job. But the point of this is, as we're working, no matter what you're doing, are you doing it under the understanding that this matters to God? Are you doing it for the glory of God? There's a beautiful quote, and I'm going to read it to you, and it's from Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And it says this, If a man is called to be a street sweeper, he should sweep the streets even as Michelangelo painted or Beethoven composed music or Shakespeare wrote poetry. He should sweep streets so well that all the hosts of heaven and earth will pause and say, here lived a great street sweeper who did his job well. Gosh, how beautiful is that? Is that the mindset we take into our work? I think about our lives as Christians and our witness to God as Christians, and one of the most powerful places we can witness to our love for Christ and our kingdom mindset is in our jobs. Are we lazy at our jobs? Do we show up when we're supposed to show up? Do we do what we're supposed to do? Uh, Are we gossiping? Are we standing around the water cooler gossiping all day? Do we have a good attitude? As we approach our job, do we approach it with a positive attitude where we're bringing joy to this place, we're bringing uh, light to this place? Do people at our work want to be around us because we're so winsome in the way we approach what we do? Is that our mindset as workers who believe that everything we do, we do under the glory of God? 
And so what about you? How does that look like in your job? Maybe right now you're driving to it. Maybe you're driving home from it. Today, did you witness God in your workplace? And if maybe you're thinking, well, how do I do that? You know, I'm, I'm a, I don't know, I'm a public school teacher. I can't be talking about God all day. I, you're right. There are certain situations and places where that's probably difficult. But does your attitude bear witness to one who is full of Christ? Is that what people think about you? People think, man, that person's full of gentleness and patience and kindness and self-control. And I don't know. Let me, let me talk for just a minute, and you, you think about that, and let me share for just a minute some areas of my job. And I know I'm, this may feel like a course switch, but I don't care. It's off the cuff, and so I'm just bouncing around. Let me share some things in my job where I have to constantly remind myself who it is I'm working for. Uh, my job is awesome. It's the most wonderful job I could ever possibly have. It brings me more joy than any job I've ever had. Um, it's it's not you know because of the massive lucrative reward. It's just because I love what I do. This is what I feel I was created to do. But there are days when my job is hard, and there's some areas of this job that I struggle in. Uh, one of the areas is I, I desire to please people, and I've had to learn so much over the last few years that this job is not about pleasing people. There are so many days when someone is upset with me because I'm not where I'm supposed to be or, or they wanted me to do something and I didn't do it or I should have called and I missed it. And it's hard. It's hard to keep all those things in my mind. And then there are certain days where I just want to withdraw, where I don't want to be around people at all. I just uh, want to just take moments and step away and allow my mind to clear. And I shared that with someone one day and they were like, well, pastors don't get those days. Real pastors are always available. And things like that crush me. It's hard. And on those days, I have to remember, okay, I'm doing this under the glory of God. And even Jesus withdrew to quiet places to pray. And even God rested on the seventh day. But I have to remind myself of that because I want to please people. And so when you're a people pleaser like me, it's hard to remember that you're doing this for the glory of God. And there's people, we, we invest a tremendous amount of money in missions. And lots of people... Uh, call wanting money from us for various things. And so we have to decide, and it's not just me. There, there's you know a group of people I talk with, and at least a couple of people that I talk with of, of deciding, you know, is this, a, is this something where we need to uh, place God's finances or not? I had a situation not too long ago where someone messaged me and they wanted money and, and I didn't feel like it was right. Uh, it was a situation where we'd given multiple times and done different things, and I just I didn't feel like it was right. I didn't feel like giving this person more money was uh, actually helping them because sometimes helping hurts, and so I don't want to enable people, and I don't. So I didn't feel it was right. So I said no, and man, I spent the next uh, few hours just responding to blistering text messages about how horrible I was, about how full of pride I was, about how much I've changed, and all this kind of stuff. And I shouldn't even probably tell you this, but it, it's what happened. Eventually, I gave them the money. Um, and I, I think that was a mistake, and I won't do it again. But like I realized there is still this desire in me to please people. And so I, I basically got bullied into doing something that I knew wasn't right, that I knew wasn't the best move, but, you know, I made a mistake. But that's that's... 
That's another one of those moments where I needed to stop and remember that what I'm doing, I'm doing for the glory of God. Finances in general are a hard part of my job. Managing uh, kingdom finances, stewarding God's money, trying to make sure we're doing the right things. Man, that's a part of this job that I wish did not exist. Uh, I wish I didn't have to make decisions between this and that and between, you know, this mission or, or this electric bill or whatever. You know, just like you have to make these decisions for your home. I'm part of a group of people that makes these decisions for church, and I'm thankful that I don't make them alone. And I'm thankful for a church council that sets budgets and holds me accountable. But still, it's hard. It's really hard. It's a hard part of the job. I'll tell you another hard part of the job, while I'm just on this now, I guess, is sometimes I'll, I'll preach in the room, and sometimes the crowd will be so engaged and they're talking to me and they're looking and, you know, we're having fun and we're laughing together. And other days, it feels like I am in the room by myself. And even though I am, I have to remind myself, all right, this is all for the glory of God and I'm not performing for anyone. There's still a human side of me that when it is a dead, empty room and no one appears to have any emotion, it is so hard on me. Because there is that side of me that, that wants people to enjoy the message, wants people to be moved by the message, wants people to be inspired, that wants, that wants change to happen. And when I'm looking out into a massive uh, space of blank faces, it is gut-wrenchingly difficult. And on those days, I have to remind myself, this isn't for people. This is for the glory of God. But those days are hard. I'll tell you another thing that's hard for me. and I'm not complaining. I love my job, just like, I, I, you know, but man, there are days when it's difficult. One of the other things that's hard is, is, is I always feel like a failure. And this is something I met with my mentor not too long ago and, and talked through this with him. And I've talked through my therapist uh, about this stuff. And like in my particular line of work, if it is successful, it is of God. If it is failure, it is of you. So imagine that. Anything you do that's success God gets all the glory. And it's right. And it's, that's, that's proper. He should. And anything that's failure, that's my fault. Because God never fails. So it's kind of a weird deal. And, I, and I'm having to learn once again to, to gauge success differently. I think in this church we used to gauge success by, by numbers and all these things. And now I'm trying to gauge success in a new way. I'm trying to gauge success by knowing people and hearing their stories and stories of change and stories of growth. I gauge success with my staff. Like, is my staff growing? Is my staff enjoying their experience here? Are they being challenged? Are they becoming deeper? The, uh, am I growing? Am I changing? Am I becoming deeper? Am I still dealing with the same sins today that I was dealing with five, six, seven years ago? Those are the, the matrix and the, the metrics that I'm now using to gauge success. I can't gauge it based on smiles in the audience, and I can't base, base it on attaboys. Because it's not that hard to get an attaboy for a sermon. You can say something people like. And most of the time, the people giving you the attaboys are the same folks every week. So that's something you, you really try to do in my line of work. You don't, you know, you, you appreciate, but you don't base your success on the people who always compliment. And you certainly don't base your failure on the people who always critique. And so you just try to find some way to know whether or not you've been successful based on um, numbers that aren't always obvious based on spiritual numbers and spiritual metrics and it's it's challenging but again this goes back to i must constantly remind myself that what i am doing i am doing for the glory of god and so i have struggles in my job 
I have days when, when I preach a sermon on some spiritual discipline that I'm not particularly good at. And those days are hard because you have to preach faith until you have it. You have to preach those things until you experience it. I have days when I feel like a failure every day of the week for seven days straight. There's months when I feel like that. Days when I have financial decisions that are hard to make and stressful. Days when, when I feel like I don't living up to what my team needs or my staff needs. And in the mix of all those things, there's times when I don't, I'm not living up to what my wife needs or my kids need. There's times when I feel like I'm just doing this job instead of being deeply connected to God. But in the midst of all those things, in the midst of all those struggles, I have to stop and remind myself, God, I'm doing this for you. Help me to stay connected to you. And that's, that's why, like, and I know this sounds pastoral and cheesy, but that's why the connection to God matters so much. That's why the daily experiences with Him matter so much. That's why the quiet time matters. I'll tell you this. This is an honest confession. I am so much closer to God on weeks when I write sermons. I know you're like, oh, that's terrible. Because on Mondays when I come in and I write, it's such an experience with God. It's, it's, it's a romantic experience almost. It's passionate. It's fun. When I don't write a sermon, I miss that. I'm not saying I forsake God on the weeks when I don't write sermons, but that is, a, is an amazing part of my life with God. And when it doesn't happen, I miss it. And I have to like watch my thoughts and watch my mouth and watch all the other, my attitude and traffic when I'm driving behind one of you who's driving, you know, 27 miles below the speed limit. I have to watch all these things. But man, I, it's hard. Work is hard. My job is hard. Your job is hard. And I love my job, and it's the greatest job in the world. But, but one of the things we see in, in the Genesis story is when man sinned, work became hard. Like, it wasn't designed to be, but work became difficult. And that's why wherever you're at, whatever's going on with your job, I just want to encourage you, stop performing for the people around you. Stop, stop trying to live by some measure of success that, that you can't ever possibly achieve. Simply honor God in your job. And that means work with all you've got. And then I think it means rest when it's time to rest. Withdraw when it's time to withdraw. Don't let people pressure us into believing that we can never, ever take time away. And then remember, if you have a family, if you have a spouse, if you have kids, man, you got to elevate that as a priority. And these are things I am working on. Man, in my first few years as a pastor, I was so bad at these things. But I'm getting better. I'm getting better. I'm learning to preach for an audience of one. I'm learning to rest for an audience of one. I'm learning to love my family for an audience of one. I'm learning to, 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 to pastor to my staff for an audience of one. And so I hope this helps encourage you a little bit. Work is hard. Jobs are hard. And you spend so much of your life there. And people say it's not personal, it's business. Bull, man. It is personal. My business is personal. I'm willing to bet your business is personal something we spend so much of our life invested in. But what you're doing today matters to God. If you're making pencils, it matters to God. But what matters to God the most, I don't believe, is how many pencils you make. It's the attitude in which you make the pencils with. It's the way you carry yourself, the way you pursue it. I mean, imagine someone at your pencil factory who has joy every day while they're making pencils. Someone who's honest about the hurts and the fears, but man, they just seem to rise above it. And when they make a pencil, they do it like Michelangelo is painting the Sistine Chapel. And one day you woke up to that person and you say, dude, you are making pencils. Why all the joy? And that person says, because I believe that everything I do, I do for the glory of God. I hope this encourages you a little bit. 
even I, as I process through this in this conversation, it encourages me. It's a reminder to me to stay close to the source. Um, anywho, I think that's it for today. You matter to God. And what you're doing today matters to God. So do it for Him. I love you guys, and I love these conversations. I'll talk to you soon. This is Off the Cuff. Jones out. Thank you.